Hey, this is Bobby Gustafson, and you're listening to Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. You got it right, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, bam. All right, it's time for the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, the greatest podcast in the universe with the two greatest co-hosts. I am Dr. Fuck, and with me is... Oh, yeah! What's your name? Wadzilla. What's your name? Wadzilla. That's right. Wadzilla is here with me, but then again, how can you have a show without us? The only way you can do it is if you're going to fucking pay tribute to Prince. Oh yeah, no offense. I didn't mean that bad. You know, I mean, you were uh, you were still part of it though. Yeah, I was. I was a little part of it, but then I skedaddled. Yeah, that's right. Because you know why are you gonna have a guy that ain't a Prince fan show tribute to Prince? I'm not one of these fuckers that changes my picture every time somebody dies and pretends I'm a big fan already. Uh, Top heavy. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, um, we've had a very 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 eventful week. A lot of you know, we don't even have to do the news this week. We already know there's so much shit that happened. But the sure. first thing I really want to know about is you seeing Scab Kiss. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. This was a, uh, what, what, what a sad tale. Okay, so there's this thing here in, uh, in Louisiana. It's in the suburbs of New Orleans. It's called Gretna Fest. It's a classic rock fest. Normally, it's classic rock artists. And this year, Kiss was playing the biggest day, which was Saturday. So I went Friday and saw Huey Lewis, and uh, I thought it was kind of Vegasy. You did know, he, did like, he do Hip to Be Square? Uh, yes, he did do Hip to Be Square. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, but you know, at first I was like, it's kind of Vegasy, and then and then some friends of my girlfriend showed up and got us high and then i was like this is the best huey lewis show ever man you know it was like it was it was one of the it, uh, you know i thoroughly enjoyed it it got really fucking trashed uh but saturday was the kiss show and i've seen this festival probably about five or six times the night kiss played i shit you not this was probably the biggest uh, crowd I've ever seen for Kiss. Ever. Right. Ever. I, I mean, th- this eclipsed like the reunion shows I saw. It was, the, the 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 crowd was just like, you could not fall down. And then the show started. And in about three songs in, people started going. And going. And going. And, and seriously, by the end of the show, I would say half the crowd was there. And this was all due to Paul Stanley. Uh, he sounded so fucking bad. And what? His, yeah. Really? And he, oh, my God. And his stage raps were so bad. And I, I, I felt, like, encouraged because, like, the Podfather, Ken Mills, had saw this tour, like, two or three days before me and said it was great, said it was amazing. And I've heard some people say that Paul's vocals were actually starting to sound a little bit better, so I was I was hopeful. 
And I was like, you know what? Probably this last time I want to see Kiss. It's fucking. It, it was twenty bucks. You know, let, let's not fool yourself. Probably that had a lot to do with the size of the crowd. Let me ask you a question. Is this yeah. fest you're talking about. Did they have tickets that you know you buy one ticket and go all days? Uh, y- yes, yes they did. Yes okay. they did. But, right. but 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 here's the thing. I went to this festival all three days. None of the crowds compared to to the Kiss Night. Right. I I mean it was it was night and fucking day. It, and and I like I said I've been to this festival many times. So as you know we've talked about many times like Kiss can't draw shit. But I mean, let, let's be honest here. They twenty bucks, but they tw- can. You know? Right, but twenty bucks. It's in the suburbs of New Orleans. Like these people, and there's one point where Paul's like, "Tell the people, how many people is this the first Kiss concert?" You know, and half the people raised their hand. I mean, there was a lot of people there in Kiss Bay, but a lot of people this was like their first Kiss concert. Right. Paul sounded. So fucking bad. And I saw them like maybe, I want to say six years ago. They did a free concert uh, in, uh, in downtown New Orleans. It was like an NCAA basketball tournament they were playing. And admittedly, I was like really fucked up. But I thought they sounded great. Now, maybe it's because I was so fucking trashed. I went and saw this show. I was so hungover from Huey Lewis. I wasn't fucked up when I saw Kiss, and I probably drank like four beers during the concert. So there's no beer talking. There's no nothing. This is just this is just a lifelong Kiss fan going to see Scab Kiss. It was so fucking bad, and Paul's stage raps were the worst ever. I mean, ever worse and than Animalized. Wor- worse than an- dude, way worse than Animalized. Wow, and he's. He's trying to do this thing where he cuts the crowd in half and they Oh yeah, cheer. no, but he's done that. Yeah. yeah, 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 no, but he's doing. But nobody's participating. Oh really? He, oh, nobody was participating, but he's still acting like they are. <laughs> and he he is doing like the worst, like cliches. I mean, they are really bad. You know, you know. I, I swear to God, one people was like, "Let me tell you, I'm asking you people, what's in your wallet?" You know, it's like, you could save a lot of money by switching to Geico, people. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, you know, where's the beef? You know, it was like, it was like the, and people are laughing at it. And I feel like my, <laughs> my, my, my girl had never seen Kiss. And, and she's like, you know, she loves certain songs. Like, she loves Tears Are Falling. She loves the Dynasty stuff. I mean, that, that, she loves that. She sat down on a blanket the whole time, like on Facebook. Like, can we go? She's like, I gotta work in the morning. I gotta work it. And here's another thing: Kiss were such bitches about security. They fucked everything up. It used to be, because this is a this is the suburbs. Uh, I live on the edge of the Mississippi in uptown New Orleans, and then you cross the Mississippi and you're what's called you're what's called the West Bank. And, uh, you know, it's basically white people who are afraid of black people. They live over there, <laughs> you know, and that's where this festival is. But you used to be able to take a ferry from the from the French Quarter would take you directly to the festival. What, what, but, what, like a Greg Barnes? Yes. <laughs> but because of Kiss's security, it took you 10 minutes away. 
you had to land over there and then get on a bus and then go to the event. And I was even told by the people running the concert, because I have friends who are friends with them, <laughs> KISS ordered that they swept the gravel in front of their trailer so they wouldn't trip in their boots, because if they tripped in their KISS boots, they would sue. It's like, how do you sweep gravel, motherfucker? <laughs> you know, it's like, you're playing out in a field. You're going to have to put something on top of it, you know? Yeah, and it, it, they, they said KISS just made the worst fucking demands ever and they were such assholes for security and I, I gotta say you know it was a lame set list it's it's what they you know they've oh, been so, playing so you watched the whole thing oh I, no oh, much to my girl's chagrin uh, I was like no we're not leaving I was like you know what this is the last time I've ever going to see Kiss we are going to see every fucking last minute of it you know, it reminded me like one time I, I watched the Raiders get beat by the Giants, like fifty something to fucking seven. But I couldn't turn away. I'm like, this is my team, and I felt like that with Kiss. It's like, I love Kiss. I can't. This is the last time I'm gonna see it. I'm not gonna leave. But it was, it was the worst set list, and Gene sounded not bad. But if you watch, like, the videos from, like, his solo band that he's doing lately, you he is much more into that than he is playing with Kiss right now. And you can tell. Just the energy level, the performance level, everything you see on YouTube with the Gene Simmons solo band, his heart's way more into that than Kiss. They were going through the motions. To me, even musically, it was a little bit slow, which surprised me because, you know, as much as we rip on Eric Singer, he's a great drummer. But it's like everything was taken down a notch. And then, oh, my God, fucking, you know, Tony Thayer did fucking shock me. And, and then he's shooting the bombs out of his guitar. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then, and then when he did his guitar solo, which is like... Here's your chance to like make your own name, you cocksucker. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, he, he did does the, the alive, alive. Yeah, he did the alive two guitar solo. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, oh. And, and, oh, is this and, your first scab kiss experience? No, it's my second scab. Oh, okay, kiss because experience. he's been doing it since it started. Right, right. But I, I think when I saw him the first time, I think he did out of this world. Oh, you're lucky. I mean, I know you don't appreciate it, but I love that fucking song. I, I saw the monster tour and they didn't do it. Or, or no, okay, okay. Oh, that lightning strikes. Maybe that's. Yeah, that one sucks. Yeah, yeah, you saw but, Sonic but, Boom. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I saw him before Monster came out. Yeah, the, I love, uh, I love that. Uh, no, no, I like out of this world. I do. I like I that, love song. that song. Rock so bad, but you know, uh, people can't get past. And you know, I understand, you know, dedication, faithfulness. But people can't get past that. Number one, he's in Ace Makeup, and number two, he's singing a song called "Out of This World." That, I mean, I remember Marquez when I when I uh, when he looked at my CD when I first bought. It, he's like, "Oh my God, don't tell me Tommy Thayer sings out of this world." I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Fuck that!" You know, he's like, you get pissed off even before you hear it, and I did too till I heard. It. I was like, "This is a rocking tune." Right. But, uh, but, but yeah, man, I mean, it was like, it just seemed like a half-hearted show, and I've never seen any band more than Kiss. I think this was my 13th or 14th time 
seeing Kiss. And it was just, it was so sad. And then I'm seeing, I'm seeing all these people leave. And I was like, oh. But I couldn't blame them. But I'm just, as you know, I know I ragged the shit out of Kiss. But it's because I love Kiss so much. You know, it's like one, it's like a brother. Like, I can make fun of my brother, but if you do it, I'm going to kick your ass. You know? And, uh, you know, it was... It, it was Man, to, to see somebody as great as I've seen Paul Stanley be live. I've seen Paul Stanley be a rock god. And, and then he even, he even did this shit. Like, when he's doing his vocal raps... His voice is cracking, which sounds terrible. I mean, during, he's like, hey, <laughs> you know, and I, I was like, oh, my God. It's like he, he didn't even sound like gay Paul Stanley. He sounded like, you know, like going through a puberty Paul Stanley. And uh, at one point, he's like, you know, some people sit out there like they may know kids, but they don't know who I am. People, what's my name? You know, and he made him say, Paul, I am dead serious. I'm dead serious. Like, and then they're like, Paul Stanley. He's like, I didn't hear you. What's my name? (laughs) Paul Stanley. Well, for the people in the cheap seats, because this man owes me $5. What's my name? Paul Stanley, you know. And and, and And, the thing about Paul Stanley, and I'm sure you're going to confirm this. He really, when he does his little raps, he really, like, yells and stuff. It's like, dude, save it for the song, you know? Oh, oh, dude, and oh, my God. And, of course, he insisted on doing Love Gun. And Ugh. It's like, I saw oh. I saw your show, uh, them doing Detroit Rock City, because right. of what you told me. I was morbid, uh, I had morbid curiosity. I went on YouTube, and I typed in Kiss New Orleans 2017, and they have... Oh, yeah. Um... And even yeah. the pyro looked fucking weak, you know. It's like oh, man. The, the 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 pyro was very weak until the very end. At the end of the show, they did nice pyro, but until then, it was very weak. And then at one point, they stopped the show and made and asked everybody to do the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, because of the whole NFL thing. Oh yeah, and he's like. Hey people, we're gonna do the pleasure of legions. You know, you know, it's like, and, and he was so fucked up. I think at one point he was singing "My Country Tizzy." You know, it's like, what the fuck? Just shut up. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, like sing a song and like, you know, and they brought him the key to the city. You know, you know, but they did. They they, they paid respect to a local military veteran that had put in thirty years, and I'm all for that, dude. I'm all for that. I, you know. No, no, I do appreciate when the yeah, uh, yeah, kiss yeah, does no. that. That is cool. Oh, yeah, no, I, you know, hey, I, I, I hate our government right now, and I hate all that, but I support every fucking troop. I support every fucking troop. So when they brought this guy out on stage, hey, I'm all for that. I was fucking clapping, and even though like I, I, I wanted to take a knee when they did when they did the pledge of allegiance. Oh. I, I, I put my hand on my right heart, and, and I fucking said it. Even though I, I just felt so fucking stupid, I did it. You, you know, cause uh, ju- just ju- just to, to, to pay respect to the man that was on stage. Yes, exactly. You, That's, you, know, you, know, you know, I mean, take a needle for him. You should be shot in the head. Right, right. I mean, right, I know right. it is a free country, and we're allowed to take a knee, but at the same time, it's like, dude, show a little respect to the guy that is right. giving you the freedom to, right. to tell, no. to tell. 
take a knee at an NFL show. Right, right. No, but I'm saying, like, my knee-jerk reaction was to take a knee. But, you know, but but to bring this guy up, dude, I, I applauded every time, dude. And, and you know, I, I have nothing but respect for the veterans. You know, you know, my, my, my family are veterans. My son's a veteran, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I show nothing but respect. But, oh, my God, it, it, it brought the show to a standstill. And, uh, you know, and, and by the by the time when they did that, I mean, seriously, like half the crowd was gone. And it just, it really, dude, I felt like my childhood was dying while I'm watching this. Because it's like, God damn, I've seen these guys damn near every tour. But, you know, uh, I mean, since fucking Hot in the Shade. And it was, it was so sad because at one time they were gods, dude, you know, and it was, it was, you know, and, and I'll admit, dude, I'm not one of these fucking blind ass kiss fans and I love you pod father, but how you could say that shit was good. I have no idea. Look, I've, I've, I've seen Dave twice since the reunion. Some songs he hits it. Some songs he don't. I'll admit that. But Dave puts on such a fucking show. But, you know, Paul just was not pulling it off, dude. Paul can't do a David Lee Roth. I never thought Paul was good, ever. I think Paul is great during, well, back in the day, during the song. His movements, his energy is amazing. I never for one second ever thought any, even the great Kiss Alive. I was talking to somebody backstage before. Seriously, it's a little too hokey and 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 planned. You know what I mean? There's nothing oh. spontaneous about Paul Stanley. Yeah, but it's even worse at like 78 or whatever the fuck he is, dude. I mean, it was like, and and, and what really sucked is like there were so many young people there who like, I really would hope would see this concert and fall in love with Kiss. That was my hope. That like, you you could have a new generation of Kiss fans from this show. But, but, but kids just looked at this like, look at these old motherfuckers, you know, and a, and a, and a kid I work with who like always teases me about Kiss. I'm like, go see him. I'm like, you know, the music, the show, you'll fall in love with it. It'll change your life. Can't do that no more. No, no. He told me he left after three songs. He left after three songs. Oh, you told him that about this show. Well, well, I was hoping, dude. I was hoping because I've heard stuff that, that that said Paul was doing a little bit better. But him and his wife, they left after three songs. They went and saw, you know, because there's like like four or five stages at this festival. But all the other stages were like local acts, you know. Like, here's the thing. You know who opened up before Kiss was Our Lady Peace. That tells you how sad this festival was. I don't know who that is. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and here's the thing, like, Friday night, the, the headliner was Huey Lewis in the news. Saturday night was Kiss. Sunday was fucking Pat Benatar and the B-52s. The greatest show of that weekend, hands down, not even a contest, not even a fucking contest, was B-52s. Wow. B-52s blew my fucking mind. I've never seen them live. Yeah, me I like that. I've liked a few songs, not a huge fan. Oh, no, I did see them with The Who back in 1980-something. But, you know I, 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 you know, I like a few songs here and there, but, you know, they were Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar is 64 years old. 
sounded fucking amazing, dude. She hit every note on every song. It wasn't it wasn't auto-tuned. It wasn't I mean, you could tell she was singing. If it wouldn't have, if the B52s wouldn't have been that good, Pat Benatar would have won the weekend. Cuz that that woman can fucking sing. Oh my god, she was so good. But the B-52s, and hey, Huey Lewis in the News was fun too. Kiss, and everybody, even the reviews that have come in from this festival, they're like, oh my God. And here's the funniest thing, the biggest draw this festival has ever had was the Kiss Night. But it, it's got the worst reviews ever. Ever. Dude, I mean, people were very vocal about how shitty Kiss was. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, it is believable. I mean, here's the thing: <clears throat> Kiss is done. They know they're done. They're about. They're on their twilight years. How much longer they can do it? It's not gonna be long. It's like they're just phoning it in, obviously, because it's like, fuck it, we're done anyway. Why struggle? Why we're we don't have nothing more to prove. We're not here up on stage to have a career. We've already had the career. You know what I mean? They're not Blue Oyster Cult. That plays right. little fucking club but, at the end of their career and still give 100%. Right. But you know what, what is it sad is because, you know, like, you know, as a Kiss fan, as much as I fucking slam Kiss, I love Kiss. I fucking love Kiss. I love them. You know, and it was always like, you as a Kiss fan, you always had to battle that, oh, it's just makeup. It's just the show. And I'm like, no, there's great songs. But after seeing this Kiss show, it's like all that was left was the you know the spit and blood and the fireworks because the song sounded like fucking horseshit, dude. You know, even Gene, who sounded like I said better vocally, it sounded like he was mailing it in because I I see these solo Gene shows and and he, uh, a thousand times more animated, better vocally. You know, it's just, it's a cash cow now. It's yeah, just because a ca- he's just going up there doing the same tired set list where in solo thing he can throw out charisma right. and got well, love for sale. It, it's so bad, you know, Michael Archer. I, I was texting him through the show. That's the guy you bought the Kiss shirts from? Yeah. And, I just and, bought a new one, by the way. And this guy is the biggest Kiss fan in the world. And I'm texting him during the show because uh, this guy lives like a half hour from me. And I've never met him. I was supposed to meet him at King Diamond, and he got sick and couldn't go, and a couple other shows. Like, I've really wanted to meet this guy. And this guy is the biggest Kiss fan in the world. And I texted him the other day. I said, brother, I'm like, you going to Gretna Fest, you know, because I want to meet you and have a beer and shit. And he goes, no. He goes, I can't go. And I go, why? Because of Paul's voice? And he goes, yep. And this motherfucker has seen over 90 Kiss shows. Since 1979. And he refuses to go now because of Paul's voice. You see, and- to me, man, I mean, I really do mean this. And I really do believe this. And it's going to sound like a bizarre thing of my, my, but somebody like Michael Archer, yourself and I, I think we're bigger Kiss fans than the people that defend the shit. Oh, yeah. Because, because we hurt. We hurt. Yeah. They don't hurt. They can care less that Paul's up there destroying his voice. They can care less. They're selfish people. Sorry, Podfather, but that's how I feel. Yes. 
And, and, and you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's like I remember the, the very first time I saw Kiss, the very first time I saw Kiss, I saw him twice on the uh, Hot in the Shade tour. And when the show opened up and, and they opened up with I Stole Your Love and Paul saying that shit, he sang the fucking shit out of it. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that tour too. Oh, it was so amazing. And I'm trying to tell people, like, I'm like, you don't, and even people I'm talking to at work that went and they're making fun. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm like, this is a band that, that, that was amazing. They were a showstopper. I'm like, what you saw doesn't represent what Kiss was. You know, it's like, I don't care about the, the makeup and the bombs and the, you know, and all this shit and the blood. These guys, you know, Paul Stanley had a voice. You know, he was one of the greatest singers of all time. You know, I'll take I'd take Paul Stanley over Freddie Mercury any day in his prime. I I mean, I I, 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 I know I know fucking he can sing, but God damn it, fucking Paul Stanley now makes David Lee Roth sound like fucking Freddie Mercury. You know, right in his prime. <laughs> you know, it's like. It, it, was, it was so sad to see my childhood heroes. You know, and to all you fuckers that think I don't love Kiss because I slammed this and I slammed that, fuck you. I, lo- I love Kiss. I've spent, more, I've spent more money on Kiss than half you motherfuckers. I have so much Kiss shit that, that, that you will never have. And I, I've met them. I've had shit signed. I, I talk shit because I love this band. And to, to see them sing to this level broke my fucking heart dude but i'm but it's being honest and, and i and i'll tell you like i said david lee roth is god to me and i've seen him sing songs where he sounded like fucking dog shit but he was able to overcome it with his performance and and what he did and everything he was able to salvage it paul can't salvage it anymore it's just it's it's horrible do not go see kiss please i I implore you, if you have money, save it. Fucking go, go watch fucking a, a, a Kiss DVD. It's it's horrible. Don't go. Or if you do go, apologize to Ian because you know he was right. Yeah, or, or just say you know what you were right. Spend your. I don't give a fuck. It's your money. If you if you want to waste your fucking money on this well, shit, well, un- unless you're a sheep, you know. then you will thoroughly enjoy it. You know. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, that, that that's the thing about the sheep thing. It's like, hey, man, there's no bigger, you know, David Lee Roth sheep than me, but God damn it, at least I can admit when he fucks up. These people who go see Kiss now and say that was a good show, you're fucking lying. Well, you're let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the forefront as far as on the Kiss hater thing. I probably am the only guy... On uh, you know, that has a Kiss channel that, you know, is like a hater of the new Kiss, and and I and I say I tell it as it is. You have no idea, no idea what you were saying earlier. Well, you know, fuck you. I bought more Kiss shit. You have no idea how many people attack me. I mean, I mean, attack me without even, you know, without even a reason. Like you know, like they can't, you know, they can't. Dude, people attack me for saying Paul's got a shitty voice, and those same people. Don't actually say Paul's got a great voice. Still, they don't. They can't even admit it. But they still attack me for for saying yeah. it. You're not supposed to say it. 
You're not supposed fuck to him. say the obvious. Oh, yeah. And, and fuck, you know what? I've met, I, I've got an autograph from every fucking KISS member except Eric Carr and Mark St. John. So all you people freaking out about meeting Vinnie Vincent, been there, fucking done that. I flew to New York to see four, uh, three out of the four Madison Square Garden shows. I haven't missed yeah. a KISS tour since Creature of the Night except for Revenge, which I regret. But, yeah, I, I picked Megadeth over KISS. And um, I regret that. Even though Megadeth was great, I have a bootleg of the Miami show, and they were phenomenal, as I understand, yeah. half full. But they were phenomenal. I mean, watching that, watching you, Parasite, and all oh, these yeah. songs that they didn't do on Hot oh. the Shade, I was like, motherfucker. Oh, it was, a, it, it was a fun show. But I'll tell you, dude, I was there, dude. It was fucking Trickster and Great White opening up. And they went from a huge outdoor arena to half filling the UCI Pavilion, which is like a fucking college stadium. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Revenge Tour, uh, yeah, didn't do jack shit. But it was a good shit. It was so much better than what I saw the other night, dude. It's, it's funny because if you look at the timeline of Revenge and Creatures of the Night, it's exactly 10 years apart. You know, they really did have peaks and valleys, and, and it seems like the early uh, 90s, the early 80s was when it started to wane. Because think about it. I mean, but you know what? Another misconception of Kiss in the 80s, sure, they sold well, but not really show-wise. They weren't a sellout arena band. Well, uh, they, they, they were smart, though, about picking who opened up on a lot of tours because like they picked wasp when they were hot. yeah, yeah and, and uh yeah, you know I, I saw him with crocus i saw him yeah with, uh, hot hot in the shade dude i mean you could make fun of the openers as much but on hot in the shade the openers yeah they were the flavor of the month yeah yeah it was slaughter it was it was winger it was faster pussycat it was bands that were doing huge i mean kiss was putting on a quality show but there was a lot of people there for the opening bands, you know, and you know, it's just it it, it it was it's sad though. It broke my heart, dude. I am I love Kiss. I fucking Kiss is part of my fucking DNA. I forgot more about Kiss than most people will ever fucking know about Kiss. And it it broke my fucking heart, dude. And I know everybody's like, oh, he's the guy who hates the elder and he hates this. Yeah, I Well yeah, do- that's but that's another thing, dude. You know, you're supposed to love everything that Kiss has done to these nerds. Yeah, fuck you know I mean? that shit. Fuck that. Let's call a fucking spade a spade. It, 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 it is what it is. And nobody will ever take away what Kiss means to me. I mean, Kiss, Kiss is part of my fucking blood, dude. And that's why this concert broke my fucking heart. But I couldn't leave that Kiss concert the same way I couldn't leave the bar when the fucking New York football giants... We're beating my Raiders 50-something to 7. And I'm like, no, I'm going to watch every fucking minute of this game because I don't care. This is my team. That's how I was with Kiss. It's like, this shit is breaking my heart, but this band means so much to me. You know, and it was it was, it was, was fucking heartbreaking, but it's like... I, I feel that way as well. I mean, when I get attacked by people that, you know, I'm like, dude, I constantly get attacked on YouTube. It's ridiculous. But I've gotten to the point now where I'm, I ban people. I mean, there's certain people that will disagree with me or respect. They could stay. But, dude, I had one guy the other day, which, you know, you can tell this guy's a little too obsessed with me. 
where he's like, oh, you talk about scab kiss, scab kiss. How many lineups have you had changed? I go, dude, I've never called Vinnie Vincent and Eric Carr scabs. I never called fucking Bruce Kulick a scab or, or non-makeup Eric Singer a scab, you know? So I'm calling Tommy Thayer and these guys are scabs. I mean, to me, they are scabs. And people just don't get it. They just don't fucking get it. They feel like if you don't like everything Kiss, then you're not a fan. Yeah. I remember that one meme I put up on, I, I saw on my wall feed, so I had to put it up in Almost Human. If you don't like 80s Kiss, then you're not a real Kiss fan. Hey, look, right. I like half of it, but yeah. hey, what if I didn't like all of it? You're going to tell right. me I'm not a Kiss fan, especially you, that your fucking daddy still wasn't jacking off when I was listening to Rock and Roll Over in 77? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what my answer is to those fucking, fucking idiots? That's the equivalent of saying... If you don't like Gary Sharon Van Halen, you don't like Van Halen. Oh, I've heard that. I've heard that. You know what? Go suck a fucking dick straight up, you fucking bitch. Yeah, you are. uh, Yes, you are a bitch. It's actually true. Kiss bitch. There's your picture in the dictionary. It's the actual truth. You are a goddamn bitch, and you have no shame. You have no shame. It's like equivalent of fucking sending a thank you card to the guy that just raped your mom. You know what I mean? Right. It's right. like, it, it makes no fucking sense. Oh, I knew this guy that raped my mom that was super cool in the 70s. But then in, uh, you know, 2000, you know, 13, he raped my mom. But you know what? You gotta love him. You know what I mean? And it is the same. I'm sorry. I really do feel the same because Kiss is raping my, my, my band. Yes. You know? But at the same time, Dude, I will say this about Kiss, and I will stay till I die. Nothing they will do, nothing will ever taint the great albums. You know, because I still love the fuck out of it. And that's one thing these idiots don't seem to understand. You know? Yeah, that 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 that's in our DNA. When we hear shit like fucking Mr. Speed, we are all fourteen-year-old horny boys, just in love with rock and roll and kiss nothing will take away my love of kiss exactly but, nothing but, nothing nobody will ever 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 change my mind how awesome we are one is hello yeah I'm here. man you're, bring, you're bringing me down <laughs> come on no, but you, you know what? I uh, no, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Well, I got, all right. Well, I, right. I, I, I got nothing. But you, you know what I mean? It's like one of those, like anybody who questions my kiss love, like go fucking eat a dick, dude. It, like I said, I forgot more about kiss than most of you will ever fucking know. And I've spent thousands of fucking dollars on these guys. I've met them. I've done all this, dude. Yeah, and if you if you think you're superior because you support this bullshit, you know, go you're not. go fucking you're, eat it. You're a, a bitch. Yeah, you're a bitch. You're a- I mean, I can understand. Look, my I myself love Monster. I love it. But going to see Paul sing "Hell or Hallelujah" live, fuck you. That shit sucked. I saw it. It was it was terrible. You know, it was fucking horrendous. I was like, why doesn't 
fucking Gene sing like Wall of Sound or fucking Back to the Stone Age. No, they didn't do that. They did Hallelujah. I love Monster, and I was, and not only that. I mean, they only played that song off that album. I mean, how pathetic. You know, what's so funny, dude, is when I'm leaving the show. (laughs) Yeah, I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by white trash, dude. I'm surrounded by white trash. (laughs) And this guy starts bitching. He's like, you know how many good songs they didn't play? He goes, they didn't play Beth. (laughs) Oh, boy. And I'm just like, yeah, with with Eric Singer, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, but I'll tell you what, when when Eric Singer sang on uh, Black Diamond, the, uh, the last, like, three songs actually were the best uh uh they did uh black diamond uh yeah they did black diamond which actually sounded really good because singer did a good job yeah, but, on it no i'm sure any song and, that paul didn't sing sounded yeah good. yeah and then they did rock and roll all night you know that's fucking whatever and then and then then the uh the encores were uh cold gin and Detroit Rock City. What what, uh, what what scab material? Did they do any scab shit? Say yeah. I like that song. That's the like one song. Really? Really? Yeah. You like oh, that? We, we, we've had this conversation. Oh, you, you've already forgot. Yeah. I like I like that. I like Modern Day Delilah and I like no, I'm an Animal off that no, album. No, no, no. See, I, I love Modern Day Delilah. I love Modern Day Delilah. The only unfortunate thing is that's a Paul Stanley song. You know? yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's and yeah, he I'm sang sure, it. I'm, I'm sure he sang it horribly. It, but seriously, it was it was so bad I couldn't even you, you couldn't even believe it, dude. It's like as as much as as, as people de- you know pick on other singers like Dave or fucking Vince Neil or shit like that. Paul was so much worse than them. I mean really really worse than me because you know, you know like we've said before like Vince is like the coolest motherfucker in Motley Crue like even if he's like half breathing and singing the song at least he's into it and he's putting in effort like where where you know Paul's doing some some gay ass ballerina and his voice is cracking and then he's like what's it your wallet people you know, you know did, I ever, was, did I ever tell you a story when I played uh, the kiss uh slot machine at the hard rock yeah yeah i'll tell the story again in case some people haven't heard it i played the slot machine i lost 20 bucks because i'm not a gambler if i lose 20 bucks i'm done for the night well i lost 20 bucks and and paul stanley's voice comes over the thing going congratulations you're part of the kiss army now i was like wow (laughs) ain't that a bitch but uh, you know and going back to vince neal for a second Look, I am the first one to admit that guy half-asses it as far as vocally. He's really into it, even as big as he is now. He's still all over the stage. One thing I can say good about Vince Neil's voice is that he can still hit that high note in Livewire, or when he's got to do a high note, he still sounds like the youthful Vince Neil. Even though, I mean, he's not a great performer anymore vocally, he can, unlike Paul, he can still hit those notes. And that motherfucker drinks. You know, and right. does does Lord knows what? Where you know, I mean, other than come, I don't know what what, what other bad thing <laughs> Drip Paul's doing. Right, right, but you know, I mean, it, it's like the same. It's like the same thing with Dave. It's like they may hit some bad, but 
they they still deliver as a personality and stuff. Yeah. And, and Paul was just the stage raps though were so bad, so bad. Oh my god, it was like embarrassed. Like like, and I'm looking around, and it, what sucks is to, to look around like a band you love, you know. And I love Kiss, and when he's doing this shit, and to look around and see people laughing. It, it, I yeah, mean, it, uh, oh, dude, it, it breaks your fucking heart because you're like, no, you don't understand how cool this guy used to be. And, and, but they don't know because they, this is their first Kiss concert. And they see this fucking, you know, you check your blood pressure and you check it off. And, you know, fuck you. You know, it's like, get off the stage. Die with some fucking dignity. But the problem is dignity is something that Kiss has never had. You know? Yeah, it, it, it's just a sad tale. And again, you know, people laughing while we weren't. You know, I mean, I know I wouldn't be laughing. I see that. I wasn't laughing the last time I saw Kiss. No. And you know, I was I was kind of upset, like pissed off how, you know, all right, Paul sounds like shit. Oh, God. Oh, no. Now Tommy Thayer's going to do Shock Me. Not out of this world from the current album. The only song he sings right, on the fucking right, album. Right. It's ridiculous. And, it's and just... it's like, like I said, to do the fucking... The bomb shooting out the guitar and, and then do the Alive 2 and solo. I'm, look, and I am the biggest... My favorite member is Ace Frehley. My biggest member is Ace Frehley. I just saw Ace twice. Phenomenal show, but I do have a complaint about the show. I don't want to see Ace do Love Gun. I don't want him see, to see him do Detroit Rock City. I don't want him to do these songs that were sung by other members of KISS. I want to see him yeah. just do A songs instead of doing well, Love Gun. Why not fucking uh, Breakout? Or you well, know, so- imagine how bad I feel because my favorite member of Kiss is Paul Stanley. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and so- A still kicks ass. Oh. By the way, Almost Human '56. You can see the full show I was at, and that's proof enough for you right there. I mean, but I hate the fact that he does All these right. fucking Paul songs. Yeah, I see Paul Stanley now as like, you know, when you it, dating a girl that gave you the best blowjob in her life and like 40 years later you feel too much teeth. Yes. That's that's Paul Stanley to me. And yes, I goof on him. And yeah, I, I am I I am one of the few. I mean, I don't think there's many people like me. And I know you're not one of these people like me, too. That what is that? a huge, huge Kiss fan, but always found Paul Stanley as a, a Paul Stanley as a front man as far as raps go, be the worst ever, ever. Uh, I don't uh, think, who, I, I mean, who do you, who would you say is the worst front man? I mean, not performer, because I will say as a performer, during songs, Paul was one of the best. Hands down, one of the best. He really got into it, ran around, except for the part of sucking his finger and licking his finger and like flicking his nipple. That I can do without, but. Well. Him and, running around, I, t- I just thought he was fucking phenomenal. But it, as, when he talked on the mic, I'm telling you, it was always cringeworthy, and it was always so scripted, you know? It was just fucking it, horrible. It, it, it's hard to say, because I remember as a kid, you know, and you got to remember, I was a kid when, like, Animalized Live came out, I and, and I thought it was the coolest shit ever. And I, I tried watching Animalized Live like two years ago. I was like, oh, ouch. Oh, oh my yeah. God, this well, is bad. This not, is to, bad. not to like paint myself as better than you, Ian. But when I was a little, little kid, I, I, I found those raps on Kiss Alive to be 
pretty ridiculous. Right, but, right. But oh. it's funny, though. It's like, but, I was talking about somebody backstage before. You know? Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things you got to look at your age. You know, it's like, you know, when Analyze Live came out, I was like fucking, you know, 10, 12 years old. You right, know, it's I, like, was, I was 13 when I first heard 12 when I first heard Kiss Alive. And I found it ridiculous. Right. Well, yeah. that's alive. I'm talking about animalized live. <laughs> you know, when yeah, I can you imagine how I was yeah. feeling? I was already like, 20. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I was 19. Oh. I was You're 19. like, oh, my God, you know, no, no, you know, I mean, I'm sure I believe you that Paul was the worst uh, the last time I saw him. But I thought Paul at his worst was 80s because he was so desperately trying to be David Lee Roth. Oh, 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 no, no, sir, sir, trust, trust me, if I could get you a full copy of this concert, and I would feel bad for you to watch it, it was, it was way worse, it was, and, and the funny thing, because he's trying to do all these participation things that people weren't participating in, Yeah, you know, because he was so bad, I mean, seriously, people in the audience were laughing at how bad he was, and I'm sitting there, and I'm mad, but I'm mad for two reasons. I'm mad at the people who are mad at Paul Stanley, but I myself am mad at Paul Stanley for like, dude, this is corny. Don't do this. No, no, you're Paul Stanley. You're better than this. Don't you're do fucking, it, Paul. Yeah, you're you're, <laughs> you're fucking Paul. man. When he did that thing, he's like, he's like, what's my name? You know, like. What? And then his voice is cracking. What's my name? You know, and I'm like, dude, stop. I'm like, oh my God, you're so much better than this. You're fucking, you're the star child. You're fucking Paul Stanley. Oh my God. Yeah, it's 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 just a fucking but, shame. But, but one thing I, I will have to say, I saw online the other day that, uh, I, I did not contribute to because I'm very broke at the moment. I was gonna, but I didn't. Is apparently people have chipped in enough for uh, for the Podfather to get the vault from Gene. All Simmons. right, good, good. I'm glad for him. And you know what, man? It is very tempting for me, but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to decline, but. You know, two grand, I get to hang out with him, and he does a private show and a Q&A here in Miami. He's doing it in Miami. But I don't know, man. I, I, I'm still on the fence. You never know. I might end up doing it. But I'm kind of... I should do a fucking... Uh, hey, somebody out there, why don't you do that for me, man? <laughs> hey, I should do a Kickstarter. Come on. I'll, I'll review Cure albums. Come on. <laughs> That'll give me because the money's going to me meeting Gene, you know. I mean, I would uh, love to. I, I, I want to do a Kickstarter work and meet Stephen Piercy. So if any, if everybody can contribute <laughs> ten, ten cents, <laughs> you know, so I can meet. Stephen well, not Piercy. everybody, about half half you all. If half of you can contribute ten cents, so I can meet Stephen Piercy. Yep, who's and, who's a better frontman than Paul Stanley? And I and I got a feeling I probably get in a fucking fight with him. I, I don't know. I'm I'm fucking Irish. I don't take those shit from nobody. <laughs> to me, to me, somebody that comes close to Paul Stanley's scripted things, and I know a lot of people are gonna disagree with me. There's another guy I hate talking on stage is Blackie Lawless. Oh, we oh. are sexual perverts. You know, it's like, oh, shut up. You know, I actually, you know, when I always sounds like I, a goddamn Jack and Collins novel to me. He does a lot of Paul Stanley shit. You know what he did when I opened for Wasp. 
This shit was hilarious. I actually laughed at this. You know, yeah, he wears those saw blades on his arms. Yeah. At one point, he put his arm like near his face, and he was doing his hair, like the like the bass player of Steel Panther. He was doing his hair to the saw the image on the saw blade. You know, I mean, but doing that like during a saw, like you know, in front of people, like you know, actual like an act, not doing it privately. Like, let me see how I look. No, he did it because of. I was like, what the fuck is that? But they, they, they did make me laugh. But I was like, give me a break, you know. Oh, but you know, I mean. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, it is what I expected. When you told me you were going, I knew what was going to happen as far as vocally. I said, oh, yeah, you're, you're in for a fucking rude awakening. Because, yeah, you know, anybody that says Paul Stanley's sounding better now, they're lying. Well, well, they're that's, just that, lying. That, that's the thing that makes me question is because, like I said, I saw him like six years prior. But I was, I was fucked up. And, dude, and, and this, this is what a KISS fan I was. I was working downtown at the time, and Kiz was playing downtown. And I didn't have time when I got off work because of when the show was. I didn't have time to go home and prep. I brought a change of clothes. I brought my Kiss fucking army outfit, and I was I changed at work before I left. You know, like 10 minutes before I was supposed to clock out, I go in the bathroom. I put on my Kiss shirt, you know, my rock and roll paraphernalia, and, and I fucking... Un, uh, you know, do my hair out of my fucking ponytail and let my freak flag fly. And I go down there and see this Kiss show. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And, you know, this other dude's like, oh, that shit sounds like shit. I'm like, no, you don't understand. But I was so polluted. I mean, I, was, I got like mega drunk before the show. But like I said, this Kiss show, I was very sober. And it was, I wish I was drunk. You know, I love. Well, it. Yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it it is what it is. But it's like, but man, when I see people and I I, I love the Podfather. Uh, you know, he's he's such a great guy. We and met him, him and let him live through his little fantasy. I yeah, mean, yeah. Not, we're not yeah. here to pee on your in your cornflakes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying. The matter. To... The truth of the matter is, is that. Uh, it is true, dude. You're looking through blinders. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Remember, yeah, yeah, remember yeah. when we were at the pod convention, I called them out and said, name one bad thing about Kiss. Oh, and the, oh. And oh, the, wow. you know what he, you remember what his answer was? Yeah, he, uh, Peter Chris's hair. Yeah, he didn't like Peter Chris's oh, no, hair no, no. Check this one out. era, you know. I, I, I got to tell you this. We did get beat on, on what you said because you, you called all these podcasts out. And you said you will never get any KISS members on your fucking podcast. Oh, somebody did. Pods and Sods got Gene Simmons. Oh, but they're not a KISS uh, uh, podcast. I'm talking about KISS podcast. Okay. Well, well, well. No, I'm t- I still, I'm still saying it. All you KISS podcasts, hey, I hope you prove me wrong. And if you do, you know, I will yeah. eat my words. But I honestly believe because this is my philosophy. Kiss will not go on a Kiss podcast because they already got those fans. Well, I, w- I will say I'm excited. Uh, Chris Sinzak, the great Chris Sinzak, who was at my radio show last night. I love that dude. Uh, and Aaron Camaro are going. Are, yeah. They they are going to the uh, Atlanta. And I would like to talk about that for a second. You know, yesterday at 6 a.m. I know you're a numbers guy, so you're gonna love what I'm yeah. gonna tell you. Yep. Yesterday at 6 a.m., 
I put up a video on the Almost Human page. And I'm looking at right now because I was curious. I have seen the numbers. It yet. I see it's very popular. 1,082 views, and it's been up, uh, you know, since 6 a.m. and it's now 12:45 a.m. So, uh, what's that? Like fucking 15 hours or so? Yeah. Well, and yeah, I, I, dude, everybody agreed with me on it except, you know. Dude, one dude. All right, I gotta tell you what it's about because you're gonna fucking laugh at this. Have you seen the Kiss promo? Oh, the Vinnie Vincent promo. Yes. Okay. The first thing, he sold millions of albums. Yeah. You know, that's what I put up. You know, and then, you know, I put up the promo when the guy goes, millions of albums. Boom! I cut it, and I'm like, what? Millions of albums? Wait, wait. Now let's do the math. Lick it up only sold one million. Creatures yes. of the Night only went gold and went gold after he was out of the band. Okay? Uh, Vinnie Vincent's Invasion didn't sell no million copies. Neither did All System Go. Probably, I think Thrasher Die sold more than All System Go. I'm willing to bet on that. And um, so then the next thing they say is played the sold out stadiums around the world. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait a second. Number one, they played Brazil. Not anywhere else around the world. Yeah, they played the sold-out stadiums because do you think Kiss wouldn't have sold out that stadium if Vinnie Vincent wasn't there? You know, let's say they would have got Ace back or some other, you know, person to put they, on. They would have had the same numbers with Bruce Kulick or Mark St. John. Exactly. But, and then it said made millions off, uh, got millions of dollars on labels, you know, to sign them. Another fucking lie. You know, yes, yes, I'm sure. Christmas. My, 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 my episode of Decibel Geek where I posed as Vinnie Vincent has sold more copies than the second Vinnie Vincent album. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, made millions off record record deals. Bullshit. One record deal. I, I'm pretty sure uh, Chrysalis did put in millions. I'm not going to say that's a lie, but that's one label. Not millions of labels, you know? And then at the very end, it said, did Vinny save Kiss? And Vinny's there saying, you damn right I did. That yeah. I agreed with. But that's a personal... There's a lot of people that will not agree with. Well, one guy... <laughs> check out this guy that tried to debate me on this. He's like, all right, well, you know, he did sell millions of albums. You got to think about this. He uh, co-wrote some songs off Revenge that didn't sell a million either. Um, uh, and he was talking about like co-writes on other albums, like Wendy O. Williams and and uh, yeah. the, the Peter Chris album. It's like it's still not millions, dude. And and plus, it's like it's not Vinnie Vincent. It's making it sound like it's Vinnie Vincent that sold well, millions. You know, you know. Here, here's my thing with that and that whole like Vinnie Vincent save Kiss bullshit. Which it's, it's true. Well, no, it's bullshit. No, 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 no. I will agree with you. That it's bullshit that he saved them financially. Yes. I'm just saying, musically, as a Kiss yeah, fan, no, 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 as a Kiss no, fan, I, I felt I, like he got them out of a slump. He saved them. I, I, I hear you that, but what sold more? Lick it up or, uh, or animalize? Animalize it, I think. So, Mark St. John saved Kiss. So, when you say, like, Vinnie Vincent saved Kiss, you might as well say Vinnie, or Mark St. John saved Kiss. Well, let me ask you uh, a question, okay? Sure. What is... Come on. Let's not bullshit each other here. 
Mm-hmm. What album is musically better? Oh my God! Look it up. By I, I'll take "Look It Up" over "Fucking Creatures of the Night," so, dude. Wh- right when I just said, right, right when I right, just right, said, right, he no, did not. I'm... Wait, wait, listen to me. Okay. Right when I just said, he did save them musically, not financially. Okay. If right. "Lick It Up" sold less than "Creatures," I'd still say Vinny saved Kiss. Right. And you know how much I love the Elder, but there's no, no fucking debate. I'm sorry, elder lovers out there. There's no debate that those two Vinnie Vincent albums, or, you know, one and a half, let's say, yes, were far you. more better musically oh, than, than Unmasked, Unmasked and uh, Elder. Now, I'll even go as far to say this. I prefer Dynasty over the Vinnie Vincent albums, but if somebody was out there going, you're crazy, the Vinnie Vincent albums were... I had more. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't argue. I'd be like, you know, you have valid points, but I am such a nut swinger with Dynasty. I can't. Then I. I just can't pick Vinny over Dynasty. I just See, love that album I, so much. I don't know. I, I love Dynasty, but I would. I We're would, the minority, though. I, I, I would take Lick It Up over Dynasty. Well, there you go. We're not the minority. I'm the minority. I mean, I know there's a lot, but you know. But my point is, is that. I do feel like Vinnie Vincent saved Kiss from a major slump. And, of course, if we're talking financial, let's not bullshit each other here. Taking off the makeup is what made them, you know, financially great again. Oh, you know? yeah. That's yeah. what did it. It was If Lick It Up was a fucking makeup album, come on. I would doubt it. Uh, it would be the same as how much Creatures sold at that time. Now, you know, big misconception is that, oh, Creatures went gold. Creatures went gold mainly because of an album that had Bruce Kulick on the cover. Yeah. Creatures uh, went know? gold like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on now. It's, but, it, but the, you know, the fact is that I do stand by, you know, the... But you see, you, people are not specific. Oh, Vinnie Vincent saved Kiss. No, he didn't. He didn't save Kiss. I mean, they were hurting for money. That's not what I mean. He 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 kept he kept them relevant musically wise. Think of think of a million to one without Vinnie Vincent co-writing. Think of you know Exciter, even though he didn't play on the, the solo. I mean, all these songs. The, the two songs that he didn't write on "Lick It Up" is "Dance All Over Your Face" yeah. and uh, "Fits Like a Glove." Yeah, think of "Lick It Up" with Bob Kulick. <laughs> yeah, play like thank, Ace. Yeah, thank you. Bob Kulick, the, the original Tommy Fair, because he went in there and did Ace type solos. You listen that, to Larger Than Life, that, that sounds like Ace. I I, I think I, I think Tony Fair should wear Bob Kulick makeup. Yeah, shave your head. <laughs> yeah, shave your head. Grow 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 a biker biker stash. What do they call that? Uh, rims or, or handlebars? <laughs> but. Yeah, and you know, I would love to go to that Vinnie Vincent. Some guy called me a pussy for not going, which you know, I I was like, yeah. you know, you know what I say every time somebody calls it, me. A pussy. You know, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this to everybody out there. I met Vinnie Vincent. You know, got his autograph. I, I'm, a, you know, it is what it is, dude. He's just, he's Vinnie Vincent, dude. It, seriously, it's like meeting Joyce DeWitt. He's very effeminate. He's very this. I would still love to meet him, man. I would no, really I, no, love to I, meet him. I, I mean, but but there is, you know what it is? It's because it's so like there's such a mystery about him. But you, you know when I, when I met him, 
when I met him in the early 90s, it was just like, hey, you're meeting Vinny Vincent, but Vinny Vincent made it seem more important than what I thought it was. You know, I, I, I kind of, you know what, to tell you the truth, I feel a little bit that way too. That's why I'm not going because believe me, I would go, but there is a part of me that's like, eh, you know what? I'd rather save my money and my vacation time for other stuff. Like I'm going to go see you, dude. Yes. Uh, you're next year. I'm, I'm going to go see Noel Gallagher. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, uh, I've got the deluxe copy of his new album that Mr. Oh X my God, me. sent it to me tonight. I will, do, I will do that. I'm dying to hear that album. Dude. Yes, I, I've got the deluxe. Uh, I've got the deluxe Ralph Vieira version that I'm going to send to you. Oh, awesome! If you could do that now, did you hear just just hear what I said? That's awesome. I got this <laughs> really fucked up list. You know, I was listening to my podcast the other day. I was like. Jesus Christ! People must think I'm a I'm a I'm a ball ball juggler, <laughs> uh, a tongue ball juggler. I really do sound gay. <laughs> you know, oh, you well. know, you know what my favorite thing though. You know what I love? I love, and I I I am not. You are very much like you're like a you're a like fag. a uh, no <laughs> no you're you're a selfie guy like you love having pictures taken of you not as bad as some not as bad as mr scott green okay oh well, no no <laughs> yeah well yeah no but uh, but i mean that but i love there there's this meme that our fans have made uh the one of you and me holding up the license plate that says classic yeah yeah and i fucking love that picture of you and me holding that up because god damn it that that was it it was an epic time it was a very it was a very stressful getting there but god damn that rock and metal expo one was fucking amazing and i can't wait till part two but uh i i love that when people with that picture pictures yeah. of you and me i love that shit dude they and, made another one with the rip Sammy Hagar album. Oh, I, I, it, it's funny though because you don't see my face. Because, yeah, you do. Well, well, you ha you have the perfect rip picture. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I'm blocked out. But dude, it's so awesome. I don't care. I'm not jealous at all. It's just so awesome because you have the perfect rip, and it's so like fucking amazing, dude. And I can't wait till next year. And, and, and here's something for all our fans listening that are going to contribute next year. Yes, we w we are part of uh, Rock and Mo Rock and Podcast Two, but we will be the last band showing because we scared so many people off. Oh, they're so, going to put us at the very end now. Yes, we will be at the very end, but I know we will have more people that show up at the venue that will stick around. And that'll make it worth it. No matter what time we go on next year, there will be so many people there for us that it won't matter what time we go on. But yes, they are putting us at the end because we drove everybody away. <laughs> I also want to bring up an interesting point. What happened today on Facebook uh, on the actual uh, rock expo with Vinnie Vincent, some guy, oh, it really, it really upsets me. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna somehow run around this because I refuse to mention that podcast. You know the podcast I I refuse to mention it because I don't want to give them listeners. But they're part of it. I don't and know who you're talking about actually because I'm so drunk. All right, well try, you'll 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 get it. So okay. some guy was complaining, saying, "Look, 
Why are you having these guys that constantly bash Vinny Vincent, but now they're not? You know, I mean, I don't listen to them, but according to this person online saying that they've been plugging this expo and they've been nothing but nice. And that, another reason, proves why we're the best fucking podcast. Because we, if we will bash Vinny Vincent even if it costs us not going. If they said to us, hey man, we want you to be part of this Rock and Kiss Expo. Can you plug the Vinnie Vincent thing? Well, we never really bash Vinnie Vincent, but you know, I mean, uh, if I if we bring up Invasion, I'll, I'll goof on it. I will not hold back to everything oh, I yeah. said in the past. Well, some guy wrote, he said, you know what? This is bullshit. These guys, you should have Ralph Vieira because of the Almost Human page and Decibel Greek because Decibel Geek does Vinnie Vincent episodes where I right. guess they don't, oh, very they don't hold shit back either. No. So I wrote and it dawned on me and I said, There is no way, and I could equate this to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Not only Almost Human, but I think Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is in the same boat. And I'll give you an explanation why. We would never get invited to something we bash because it's not politically correct. I mean, when it comes to KISS. I think other bands would let us do it. Uh, You know, other bands aren't so thin-skinned. But we would. you have to be PC to GMP, you know what I mean? You have to be politically correct when it comes to KISS. You have to be like, you know, uh, that podcast that I don't want to mention. Well, so, well, well, well here's, the, here's the thing. Uh, the person who runs the, the fucking expo, Chris Senzak, and the great Aaron Camaro, they love us so much no matter what we do. And They'll they, have us, yeah. Oh yeah, and they they know what we've done. We they know what we've raised. I goof on them. <laughs> and, yeah, and we will raise so much more next year, and and and, th- and that's the thing. And I know we'll have the turnout next year, but they respect us. They love us for what we do, and 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 that's what counts. And you know, also another big factor is that they know us. They know how we are. Oh, away yeah. from the podcast. We're really oh, yeah. nice, cool oh, motherfuckers. Oh my god. That that day we spent at at the Decibel Geek Studios. Yeah. That was that, was so that much ever put fun. up? I don't think it's been put up yet. Okay. I know it's it's gonna be, but it hasn't You know, been. that's the funniest thing, so people know uh, that don't know this. We oh, went yeah. to go do uh, a podcast with them and the whole time we were there, like when we were leaving, I was like, Oh shit. They didn't record us. The, that oh, yeah. whole conversation we had, they were recording us the whole time. I yeah. had no idea. And we got we got a thing. The great Scott Stein drove us there, and that was everywhere. Like a, like, he drove us to oh, Raven. Yeah. He's the man. I love. Oh, Scott. dude, Scott Stein, dude, Scott Stein. Oh yeah. my God! But we had so much fun hanging out with fucking with, with Chris and Aaron and and, and fucking uh, uh, Mr. Germany. Uh, God damn it. Oh, I feel so bad. I forget his name. He was so cool because that dude was, that dude was drinking beer for beer with me, and it's funny because like he's from Germany, so like he's drinking American beer. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is like Crystal Light. <laughs> he's like, I don't care. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm slamming beers. We had so much fun that day. Yeah, oh. it was great hanging out with those guys. I oh. was very impressed by the little headquarters. Oh my God, that that shed was fucking awesome. The great Aaron Camaro that you will hear soon here, because he is going to guest on. And you will hear Scott Stein soon here. Yes, 
Yes, but uh, I mean, that was so much fun. And all of you people can be part of that next year. I mean, please. I, I mean, I tell you guys, set the money aside. Make Just ask the people who showed up last year what it's like. Dude, we make time for all of you motherfuckers. And, and, and all of you can hang out with us and get fucked up. It will be amazing. It was only it was only one year, and what did we do at the first year? We stole the fucking show, dude. You know. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited to do it. But like going back is like uh, to the Kids Expo thing, and I'm saying it. It's about our podcast too. We really are not going to be welcomed to any Kiss event ever. And I'm very proud to say that I love that. And, and there's no more proof than Mr. Eddie Trunk, who I'm not the biggest fan of, but you know, he's blackballed because he says it as it is as well. Right. He doesn't like the scabs. So therefore, you know, it's, uh, you know, he, he's, yeah. uh, he's banned from kiss stuff and yeah. we will be too. But now that podcast I'm talking about welcome with open arms because they bash ex members, you know, and, and that's what, JMP, GMP love, you know? And I'm sorry, but then again, I'm not jealous, I'm proud because we don't have to be phony. We don't have to be fake. We don't have to say Paul Stanley still has a good voice. No, but but dude, we know we love Kiss 10 times more than most of these motherfuckers. I, I love Kiss more than that podcast I'm talking about. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. Hands down. They may, they may own more Kiss stuff. They may go to more Kiss events. They may have a bigger history of Kiss but the thing is that they don't love them like us. They have blind love. Ours are with eyes wide open. It, yeah. I, you know, I do feel like, you know, who would you rather be friends with? A guy that tells you, hey, man, keep smoking them cigarettes or somebody that says, dude, you should yeah. stop smoking. Uh, you might get yeah. cancer. Uh, that, that, and that's the thing that people need to remember. A true motherfucker will tell you when you're fucking up. Uh, uh, a fake fan will tell you everything's great, all this shit. That's why I hate censorship, dude, because that should be the name of our show. The True Motherfuckers, but you know they won't put that on iTunes. We just gotta spell it weird. (laughs) But anyway, so, yeah, um, so, yeah, I had this little discussion, and I said it as as it is, dude. It's like, dude, you have to, like, tell the truth. That's why we are popular. But, you know, I mean... I think the Rock and Metal Comet podcast, it, you know, it, it is as popular as we are. It's still like the black sheep of podcasts. There's a lot more podcasts that get more numbers, get more attention, and more more liked, and this and that. But we are that little fucking like you know diamond in a coal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, and, and we probably will always be that way. But I, I'm very proud of that, man. Yes, fucking A right. I'm very proud of, like, you know, really being honest with ourselves. And I I mean, I even bash myself. You know, I know my flaws. I know there's certain things that I think of that are really technically wrong, but I, I refuse to, like. But then there's other stuff when it comes to, like, you know, how I feel about music. I can't half ass it, I can't fake it. Like, you know, we had Robert Fleischman on the show. How do we get him on the show? Because he saw my Vinnie Vincent review bashing him. You know, talking that he sounds like a cat being tortured. And he came on our show. 
You know what I mean? And it, it, it's one of our most popular episodes ever. Now, if I say that about Paul Stanley, and we are not, we are like uh, Pods and Sods. We're not a kid's. He'll never come on our fucking show. Right. You know, so, but, but fine. Because you're not going to get fake shit from us. And I think we will prevail in the end. Whatever happens in the future, you know, we're not, we're not mortal. So, uh, um, we will never have a hysteria, you know, but, but we may be, I'm trying to find an example, like, uh, who, who sucked very popular after they died. You know, there's, there's, you know, certain people that nobody, Bill Hicks, great example. Oh, I love Bill Hicks. Never, you know, while he was alive, I was aware of him and I loved him, but you know, uh, I never got to see him live, but I, you know, oh, Bill Hicks is going to be on the Letterman. I'm going to watch this. I love that guy. But when, after he died, everybody like jumped on the Bill Hicks bandwagon. And I think that's going to happen. It's when the whole podcast thing is well, said well, and done. When I die. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. when, you know, if the show dies, yeah. whatever. It'll be, it'll go down in history oh, as oh, one this, of the greats. This, this show will never die. I mean, I'm saying, you know, it'll die with us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, like it, this shit won't die till one of us dies. Yeah, you know, that's the truth. Or, yeah. you know, or one of us goes broke and doesn't have internet access anymore. But um, we'll yeah. find a way. <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. So um, that is our. Now we went on so long on this that we're gonna do this a, a special episode that we're gonna give you two episodes this week. Because this was supposed to be the intro to our Sam Hain review. Yes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, edit this and send it to you, Ian, and you put it up, like, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever the fuck you have time. Sure. Uh, so, you know, because... Uh, Hurricane re- permitting. <laughs> yeah, we're already... We're already... Oh, yeah, that's true. But we're already... Um, I think we're already two hours into just talking about kids, which people love us talking about kids. And, and, and Bill Wang, don't get mad at us. We had no idea we were going to go this long. Because I, I have this thing, this theory, and so do you, that when we talk Kiss, we have to have the great Bill Wang. You know oh, I mean? well, well, well I, I talked to the great Bill Wang today. Because uh, nor- normally I, I call Bill Wang every day after work. Uh, Bill, Bill Wang is my brother. And I call him today when I finally got off work and I talked to you because I just stay at work because we're doing all this hurricane preparation for hurricane nate uh who knows what's gonna happen as as the recording of this but i was like dude i'm like i just got off work he's like what the fuck and i was like i talked to him uh i was like hey i saw you did uh the dr fuck show he goes he goes oh my god he goes i did the first half and it was so amazing and then we had to take a break and then i was fucked up i was like yeah <laughs> oh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he, he was, it was, uh, you know, typical out of his mind drunk Bill, ha- uh, which hasn't been put up yet. That's the second half. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Get ready for that shit. But yeah, but it's good. I mean, it, the very, the first half is really good. People really do enjoy it. And so it's, it's very informative. And, yeah. uh, and but it, by it, the time we got into the second half, Bill didn't know half those albums. <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't even remember those albums. And it wasn't because he was drunk. He's just not a fan of shit after Animalize. I mean, after Look It Up. Yeah, but I appreciate his honesty. And that's yeah. the thing. We're all about on- honesty. You know, it's like, you know, sometimes our opinions may change on shit. 
but we're always honest about how we feel at that time. There, there's so many other fucking shows that, you know, and shows that I love, but they don't do the brutal fucking, like, that we do, because you know what? I, I learned a long time ago. I can't quit my fucking day job and make money off this shit. Same here. You know, it's just, it, it just like, if we're going to do this, let's do it from the fucking heart. And that's why you good people love us and you, and you appreciate it. Because everything we do is from the fucking heart. Yep. And it's, it's how we feel at that time. And, you know, some shit may change, some shit don't. But everything we do is honest, dude. We don't lie to you guys. And we never, like, make up, you know... It, well, we had our, like, joke fight and everything, but when we review albums and stuff, we never make up our opinions. It's honestly how we feel. It's sincere, and that's why you guys are with us. The, you know, the people that tune in every week... Because I get so mad, because sometimes I see these episodes we do that are so fucking good. But we do an obscure band or an obscure album, and like, you know, I see the real motherfuckers who tune in and check it out, you know, and I, that's who I live for. Not, not, not the people who just tune in because it's Kiss. Because if we write Kiss on anything, oh, it's instant. Like, okay, there are thousands in the thousands, you know. But it's the motherfuckers who we say we're doing like fucking. You know, whatever that tune in. Like, like, uh, who, who is that guy that constantly on our page puts up? All right, this is the episode they did. This was Ralph's pick of the week. This was Ian's pick of the oh, week. You know that, that guy? That, that's Renee Allen Solson. Yeah, now that's a yeah. fucking fan, dude. That's that's a cool motherfucker right there. Yeah, that's oh, one of the people we're talking about. Oh, and he he lists not only what we did, but our picks of the week and stuff like that. You know, it's people. You are the people. Like, Renee, Renee, I love you so much, brother. I love you so much. You are the people that we live for. That no matter what. And we do have that, like, niche audience. Like, I don't give a fuck. You make me laugh. You make me do this. Whether I like the album or not. And then we have the fair weather motherfuckers. Like, oh, it's a kiss episode. We do a kiss episode. Those numbers are, like, crazy. But you know what? You kiss fans that just do that, you mean dick to me. You mean dick to me. It's the, it's the motherfuckers that come in every week. That's the hardcore motherfuckers. That's that's the people that make sure... Like, I'm doing this... Dude, I, I fucking worked 13, 13, 14 hours today. And then we recorded this show. I'm doing this show for you motherfuckers. Not the motherfuckers... Oh, it's a kiss episode. I'm gonna tune in. You people yeah. are just... You people just tune in for kiss episodes. Go fuck yourself, you yeah, you're, fucking faggots. You're you're hey hey you're you're all right. That's true. I am a faggot, but you know don't slam me as a right. You know what I mean though. I but, mean, but 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 here's the funny part about it. You're saying all this on a kiss episode. <laughs> it's not a kiss episode. It's a Sam Hain episode. No, remember we're gonna put this up separately. Oh, I had no idea. Should I edit that out? <laughs> no, leave it in. That's what yeah, we do. We leave I it do in. it. I do it for me. You know, I, I, and I'm sure you do it for you too. I, 
I, it's just like uh, like the music thing. It's like you do it for yourself, and you know people are like the the the, the you know, to sound like Paul Stanley. You know, the icing on the cake is the people. But man, if we had numbers like you know certain podcasts, you know like you know like a certain podcast that's that we spawned that doesn't get anybody listening, I would still do the fucking show. You know, I, I don't give a fuck. Like, and and I, the whole philosophy of the Rock and Metal Combat podcast is the same philosophy as Thrash Die. Do you think? I mean, I'm I'm not saying this because I have an ego, because I think I'm the shit. But I kind of history has shown that if I quit my fucking job and start Thrash or Die as a full time thing, I think we have the potential to be not you know Guns and Roses, but we can be big because. As an unsigned band to be in a movie to play, you know, a headline a festival, eight thousand people, and and accomplish what we've accomplished, there's a shot. But the way the music industry is today, I'd be a fool to leave my job. You know what I mean? So I I actually do it for the love. Combat. I'm gonna do these bands that nobody's gonna buy the fucking record, but I'll do it for the love. I just do it for the love, and that's why I do this podcast for the love. You know, and oh, that's yeah, and it man. shows, and it shows when you do it for the love and from the heart. It shows we don't have, we don't have no propaganda on our show. We don't have anything premeditated. We're not gonna play the game to get guests on our show. I've always been against that, and uh, and I think that's why we are. You know, we appeal to the people that love underdogs. Yeah. You know, you know, oh, we appeal I, I, to we appeal to people that loved Armored Saint in the eighties. Right, and that, and that's the thing that pisses me off is we did an amazing episode the other week on Armored Saint. That that I I mean I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna tell you I'm 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 pissed off about the numbers because that was an amazing episode. Brian yeah. Brian Brian Davis was a great co-host. Uh, you know, that added a lot to the show. Awesome. I Actually, I got some news for you, Ian, that you're going to enjoy. Uh, he just wrote me today. He found the VHS with Bear. Uh, Anthrax, and he's sending it to me. Nice. So I'll be putting that up on uh, YouTube. Yeah, no, We did the show with this guy, and, and you know, the numbers are good, dude. I mean, I mean, don't get, don't get, you know, I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying it's like if if the numbers for that show would be the Kiss numbers, and th- this show was just as good, and Brian Davis was such a great co-host. I mean, I mean, added a lot to the show, just like he did on Pride and Glory. Oh yeah, I mean he was he was so good, so much fun. But y- you know what? I, I hate to even bitch about that because we do have a great number of people that do listen no matter what. So it's no, you know, I make no money off of this. I lose money. I pay for this fucking podcast every month. I don't pay a lot, but I pay for us to do this. But it's a labor of love. We do this because we love hard rock and heavy metal. We I do think it. this this year I paid for it though. I sent you that Iggy Pop album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah you did buy me that Iggy Pop. You know you would have bought that album. Yeah, but no, no. I, I owe you big time for that. No, no, you don't. You don't owe me anything. That that's my contribution to the show. But I, I mean, the thing is, 
we we do this because we love this music. We love this music, and you know, and and we love you, the listener. You know, but I I mean, first and foremost, it, it's a thing between me and Ralph. We love talking about the music that's changed our lives. It's shaped our lives. It's made us who we are. And, and Ralph and I disagree about so much shit, but we agree about the power of heavy metal. The, exactly. po- the power of all this has brought us together. You know, and... You know, you know, and and you guys listen, and sometimes you agree, and sometimes you disagree, but it's something we're all part of this, man. We're no better than you guys. You guys, we're shit without you guys. If you guys don't listen, I mean, me and Ralph are still fucking awesome, but you know what I mean? It's it's like none of this is achieved if if, if we don't have you guys, and man, that that shit means everything to me. And, and Ralph and I have got so many great letters from listeners who've well, said. Well, we just got one today. Oh yeah, uh, uh, our good friend Tim Bream, who I did meet yes. in real yes. life at the Ace Fairly Show. Yes, from he's Paul- going through some really hard times now. Right. And yeah. we are, we are like, you know, it's like we're the light of of this dark tunnel, you know. And we and and we've gotten a lot of messages like that. Oh yeah, and I'll never the the first time the first time Ralph I I, I met you. Uh, you and me were sitting on my fucking patio, fucking jamming out, is when another listener listen, listened in, and, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna mention names, but he had some really bad shit happen, and he said, uh, you know, you guys, you know, I work by myself, I'm a, you know, I'm a construction guy, I, I do all this, and... I've had so much bad shit happen and you guys have you know given me a light at the end of the tunnel you know you know like something that, that makes me laugh when I have nothing else and that means so much to fucking that that means anything more than fucking an, an Amazon link or fucking you know a sponsor or any of that shit we do this shit for us and for you, the true metal fans. I mean, it's all about you guys. And that's why you need to come out next year to the Rockin' Pod Expo, too. Just, just ask Nate and Scott. They had the time of their lives. Oh, my God. We had the best time with those guys. Yeah. And, and every, every TikTok man, John Oldemeyer. Oh, TikTok man. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, those guys... I mean, I mean, it's one of those things. It was so, it was so nice to meet you guys, and and we, we are the most approachable motherfuckers. I mean, we, you know, uh, especially me, because I have nothing to be excited about. You know, Ralph's a superstar. Nah, nah, dude, believe me. Yeah, yeah. Anybody that comes up to me at my shows, I, I, I put so much time. Dude, there's times where like there'd be a hot chick wanting to talk to me. And yeah, in the back of my head, I was like, God damn, I really want to talk to this girl, but I can't. I just, my being will not let me walk away from right. a guy that appreciates my music, you know? Right. Well, the same things go, go to anybody that appreciates the podcast. Well, and like I, t- I, I told Ralph, you know, when we're getting ready to do our thing at the expo, he goes, he goes, fuck this. We ain't pre-scripting shit. We ain't doing this. And I said, 
Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. I said, the only thing I want to do is I want to bring up everybody who who traveled to see us. And and, and that's what we did because you're, you know. And what made that great is that they didn't even know they were going to be called up. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, but we made everybody part of that. John Oldermeyer, fucking TikTok man, Nate Atchison, Scott Stein. I mean, everybody, we brought everybody up on stage and fucking gave everybody love because you guys, you guys give us so much love. You know, you don't understand. We we do this for our love of fucking hard rock and heavy metal. You know, it's... That's right. Well, and, you know, and, Ian, Ian, we, uh, you are going to pass out soon, so we should get into the Sam A thing so we can sh- sh- close off the show with our, our kiss pick of the week. All right, we're going to do a kiss pick of the week. All right. Yeah, yeah. If you want, right. I'll go first. Are we picking an album or a song? Yeah. Or anything, anything, anything. All right, you go first. All right, my pick of the week will be Kiss Winterland bootleg. Not the Kissology version, but the the bootleg that was circulated first when it first came out uh, is the most rip-roaring, greatest Kiss show ever caught on film, I think. Peter Chris is on fire. The whole band is on fire. Hungry, searching, desperate for fame, especially Gene, you know, for money and fame. And it shows in that performance how they were just so cutthroat and like very loose sounding not perfect but not sloppy either and it's just a fucking mind blowing show so that is my pick of the week Kiss at Winterland 1975 was it? I think it was 75 yes. uh, black and white footage fucking great amazing and that right there will not you fucking scab motherfuckers are not going to destroy that Kiss you're no Deborah, motherfucker. And that's funny because my kiss pick of the week is uh, the original Kiss Meets the Pan- Phantom of the Park. Oh, yeah. Fuck that European version. That's Yeah, yeah, And yeah. the Kissology version that cuts out all Ace's lines. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that shit. I'm, I'm talking about the original one that has the 70s music and... Yeah. Yeah. You know, Spider don't hurt no one unless he wants to, you know, kind of shit. You Let's know, go. <laughs> and oh my god, and that's so like, you know, if you're an old school Kiss fan, shit like that means so much to you. And I remember, you know, being a guy like being into Kiss, and I was like, oh my god, I gotta see this. And I remember staying up; it was a CBS. Like movie of the night, but you know like, that's funny you mentioned it was, that. It was, I at, it was I at saw two, it too. Yeah, like like at two in the morning. It was <laughs> the first time I believe yeah. it was re-aired since the original uh, airing, and yes. I remember when that was happening. I freaked out because I haven't seen it since it was first aired. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah that, I got the VCR fired up. Yeah, oh and I, yeah. I watched that shit so many times over and over. I can recite that whole fucking movie. Yeah, and that and that was a big thing to me. I mean, like as bad as it was, it terrible. Was, it was so good though. It it's so, the definition of it's so bad it's great. Yes, yes, it was Troll Two when there was only Troll One. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, Ian, this week I have a fan of the week for this special 
Kiss episode. Yes. And I can't think of a better fan to, for this Kiss episode than Mr. Bill Wang. Oh, shit. Even though he doesn't listen to all our shows, he's that Kiss fan you were talking about earlier. But uh, he is the go-to guy when it comes to Kiss reviews. A uh, dedicated guy uh, when it comes to... It's his favorite band of all time. And we love him dearly. He's the most popular guest on our podcast. And uh, that's our fan of the week, Mr. Yeah. Bill Wang. Oh, wh- From the wh- Kiss, Kiss, Kiss Hard Rock page. Wh- what more can I say about... Uh... Bill Wang and what's already been said. Uh, I, I I talk to this man damn near daily. Uh, have lived with him for an extended weekend. Uh, he is my brother, dude. I mean, Bill Wang, you have no idea. This guy is such a blind kiss fan. Uh, he thinks they're better than Van Halen, which you know is yeah yeah. So there's that. Um, uh, I, I, I love him, yeah. You cannot pick a better fan of the week than Mr. Bill I love him, too. All right, let's get into the plugs. Music's most diverse podcast, starring Luke Innes, Greg Sim Bootlegs, and Mr. T from Germany. New episodes released every Saturday on Podbean, Podcast Addict, and iTunes. The True Alternative Podcast. Earpillar, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear, go to earpillar.com to find out what we're all about. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Listen to The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Go to all the W's, Gully, G-U-L-L-Y-A-N-D-J-O-A dot U-K, 8 p.m. U.K. time, 3 p.m. Eastern, The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Listen to it. Don't be a cunt. Hey, rock music fans. This is Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. Join yours truly as I look every week at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life. And I'm usually joined by a friend or two or ten. And we talk about nothing but great classic rock and metal. And there's no country or Sammy Hagar or rap on the fucking show. That shit is frowned upon with yours truly. So if you want a great classic rock audiovisual podcast, tune on in to the Terrence Reardon and Friends audiovisual podcast. New episodes every Monday exclusively on YouTube. Tired of your long commute and boring workday? Well, join Brian Davis and his gang of movie buffs as they talk about a different movie subject every week on Damn Good Movie Memories. We discuss movie themes like our favorite movie villains, favorite soundtracks, and worst movie remakes, and much more. Check us out on iTunes and Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. All right, Kiss Army. Since 2007... You've been getting podcast. 
the KISS audio fanzine for your ears. That's right, it's your podcast. Every month, the podcast crew, along with the KISS room, brings you KISS talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great KISS fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to PodKISS. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to PodKISS. The PodKISS. The KISS Audio fanzine for your ears. All right, this is the Ayatollah Alcoholic, Ian Wadley, and I want you to listen to my brand new radio show, Wadzilla World, where I cover every era of fucking music that I like, and a few that you like, too. Check me out every Saturday. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on Soundphoria.com. I'll see you there. Hey, this is DJ Mac. I want to let you guys know about the podcast with my co-host DJ Metal Mike. Mind Over Metal. You can find us at MindOverMetalPodcast.com. We're also on Spreaker, iTunes, Podbean, and uh, just about everywhere else you get your fucking podcast from. Oh, yeah, and we're also on uh, YouTube. So check us out for the best in heavy metal and hard rock music news, discussion and reviews. That's the Mind Over Metal podcast. Download it, subscribe to it today. Hey, headbangers, you want your own radio show? Well, you got it. On Thursday nights here on that metal station, join me on the Dr. Fuck Show. Go in the chat room and I will make you my co-host. That's right. Everybody that joins me in the chat room, I discuss whatever you guys want to talk about. I'll mention your name. I'll say what you say. And we're going to go back and forth. And I'll even fucking play whatever request you want. Unless it sucks, then I ain't playing it. Because my show rules. And only songs that rule is allowed right here on that metal station. The Dr. Fuck Show airs live Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Then they repeat it on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see you there. Well, no, no, fuck that hope. I better see you there, motherfucker. Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault, featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original Vieira Vault. On Podbean, Stitcher.com, and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Have you developed paralysis from trying to choose a movie on Netflix? Of course you have. There's too much garbage on Netflix to sift through. So join us on our podcast, We Watched It For You. We watch a bad movie every week and try to determine its watchability. We Watch It For You is for bad movie fans, B-movie fans, underground film fans, and cult movie fanatics alike. Don't miss an episode of We Watched It For You, a guide to the lesser-known movies of Netflix, available on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. All right, well, if you like this unplanned episode, tune in next week when we have somebody that was unplanned, Mr. Johnny Vogan. Oh. Yes, uh. and he will be here next week to review Morbid Angels, Blessed Are the Sick. Can't wait. <laughs> next week 
on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast.